welcome back to another episode of Tea Time with Mother and Crone. We're having a really great week this week. Um, things are getting wound up. I know spring is coming. Everybody's getting so excited. So in lieu of spring coming, Melinda has come up with an awesome tea for today. Yes. So today um, we are talking about red raspberry leaf tea. Mm, so nice. I also chose this because this is our last show in March and March is women's history month. And this is a good tea for a lot that has a lot of health benefits for women. Namely, it's known for boosting milk supply for lactating mothers. It's also good for inducing labor and in pregnant women. Um, oh yeah. When I was pregnant with my kids, they were all, they were all for that red raspberry tea. Um, <laughs> And it also helps with menstrual cramps. So it's it's good all the way around. But also, it's an excellent source of potassium, magnesium, calcium, and also antioxidants, which, you know. That potassium is really good if you're taking a diuretic because you end up losing your potassium with most commercial diuretics. Exactly. And because of the potassium, it may help reduce high blood pressure which can reduce your risk of stroke. So that's another good thing. Uh, they're native to, so the plant is native to Europe and Asia, but you can grow them in any really temperate climate. It's just raspberry plants. Wherever you grow raspberries, it's just the leaves. It's nothing fancy. Um, and you can also use it, some people use it as a sleep aid. So you can use it for a lot of different things. And as always, ask your doctor first because it can have, you know, side effects depending on medications that you're taking. So always, always check. And the magical uses, it can be used for love, fertility, which, you know, makes sense. Protection, safe pregnancies, binding and creativity. It's ruled by the planet Venus and the element is water. And it's the feminine or female gender or energy. And this was an interesting story that I wanted to share. So raspberries were said to have been discovered by the Olympian gods themselves while searching for berries on Mount Olympus. The leaf and fruit can be dried and made into an herbal amulet. For example, protecting and strengthening the female reproductive organs or pregnancy. Other raspberry leaf magical uses include steeping leaves in wine and serving it to a partner to strengthen the relationship. For example, make a love potion out of red raspberry leaf infusion or raspberry juice. Raspberry leaf magical properties corresponds with Venus, the element of water, and in addition, the queen of wands in the tarot. You know, I'm sitting here thinking we need some raspberries and a glass of champagne. I know, I know. Doesn't that oh, sound about right? Yes, I've been on my raspberry and blueberry kick. Every time I have a snack, I've I've been eating that lately, and it's oh, so good. That's uh, that's interesting though because I know of cramp bark for cramps and stuff like that, but it's interesting to know that there's a lot of other like cramp bark is really good two pounds of honey to drink the cramp bar okay right. just just saying guys mm -hmm. the raspberry you can actually you know you don't really need the honey actually no. 
It's, yeah. it's sweet. It's got that sweet tart taste to it. That's it's just like biting into a raspberry. You have that flavor, but um, I it's it's nice to know there's other juices out there other than just cramp bark for that. Right. Let's face it. Some women truly need gallons of that at certain oh, times. Yes. And it's, it depends on the person. It might be sweet to some. You might still have to add honey. It generally is going to taste like a black tea, like your average sort of black tea. Um, it is part of the rose family. Um, it's a perennial. Yep. It's that's part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, you can pretty much, it'll bloom, you know, late. I think it said late um spring summer so in the warmer zones but yeah i thought it was interesting that it was native to um europe and asia yeah That's because a- black um raspberries like blackberries i mean blackberries are all over when i was all a kid, over, yeah we always pick blackberries but i didn't realize the raspberries were not native to america i would have sworn yeah i thought that was really interesting oops yeah. But no, I mean, doesn't that sound great? A couple ice cold, like freeze the raspberries and drop them in the champagne. And Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an excellent. Yes. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up, guys. <laughs> Before too long. Yeah, just put those little hints out there now. You know, oh, yeah. Then you don't need the two by four quite so much later on. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, it's, it's really good, though, to notice some of the um background the actual medicinal properties i know a lot of people on diuretics um that's one of their big things is they get wiped out of the potassium and a lot of people cannot take the potassium tablets or bananas because it causes an acid reflux issue um my late husband had that that's how i know and it didn't matter what he took potassium just gave him acid reflux oh yeah yeah Yeah. that for sure well he actually that's what he actually died from um, the acid reflux actually caused um, throat cancer, and he didn't smoke, so it, w- it was really threw us on that one. Oh, but yeah. for the fact that he couldn't take the potassium, I used to make the dandelion pinchers to help, you know, keep the the diuretics to keep the fluids out. Mm-hmm. But I did not know about the raspberry having that much potassium in it because that might have been something he could have, you know, stomached for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, yeah. and those are the kinds of things that people need to know because if they tell you, okay, now you've got to have potassium in your diet, you're like, ooh. I know. Yeah, what are you going to do? So that those teas are really interesting. Um, I've heard comments. I hear comments, believe it or not. People talk to me about the show, um, mostly my friends and stuff. And I've heard a lot of comments about the teas that we talk about. And people are very, very interested in what we're when we discuss about a tea and um, believe it or not, they're more interested in the medicinal. Yeah. I talked to and it's funny because it's like, this is a witch show We're you know, we're, we're kind of doing it, but the medicinal has been from what feedback I'm getting is people are very interested in the medicinal uses of some of the different teas that we've been doing. And they're very interested in like, you know, when we make the tea, we show you how to make it. So we're going to have a show coming up soon where we're going to show you the different ways to make and steep a tea. Only because, seriously, there is a right and a wrong way to do it and a way to do it so it's, one, um, you can make, I mean, you could destroy your kitchen in five minutes. 
herbal teas. Let, let me just tell you that, okay? Yeah. So it, it would be nice. We're going to show you. Melinda will do some, and I will do some, and we'll show you the different processes to have an herbal tea. You can make it very simplified. My only request is when people do this is if you're using, there's a difference between buying it already combined in a tea bag and doing it yourself. If you're doing it yourself, you need to learn how to measure and how to be very precise with the herbs you're doing. When it's sold over the counter as you know a drink already combined, they don't use a whole lot of the herb because they want to make sure that it's one, it's expensive to use the herb. We're, we're going to be real honest out there. It is expensive. And two, they don't put too much of the herb in there because there are side effects on some of the herbs. Like anything else, if it's doesn't matter if it's natural. I, I hear that also. Oh, well, it's natural. Right. Well, arsenic is natural. <laughs> right. Think about that for a minute, right. you know, and it comes from the peach pit. So, you know, when people say, oh, it's natural and it won't hurt you, I'm like going, yeah, arsenic is natural too, but, you know. I'm not Have you ever seen Practical Magic? Belladonna is natural. I mean, look what happened to that guy. <laughs> uh, and if you didn't watch that, he didn't measure Criminal it. Minds had a really good one. What What was it? Criminal Minds. The girl Ooh. used Belladonna lipstick and kissed the guy in the building. Ooh. That was cool. And she was cheerleader. It was it, show was crazy oh yeah but i love the fact that they had the belladonna on there so again you know we're just letting you guys know that when we do this this is not off the cuff this is not silly nonsense this is not you know us just throwing something out there i actually have a holistic healthcare practitioner's uh certification belinda has her certifications so when we do this it's not us going out in the yard picking some grass and throwing it in the teapot Right. Um, there's actually thought and a process that goes behind this. I, I want people to understand when we tell you about contraindications, we are very comfortable telling you to talk to your doctors. More and more doctors are actually coming around to this whole idea of a little bit of herbal medication is, is a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's taken some time, but um, they're finally, a lot of the doctors who are ODs, and that means they've gone a little bit longer in school and they, they understand uh, a whole mind, body, soul, you know, mm -hmm. like we're all one piece. Right. Don't come in pieces. It's not like I can send my physical body to the doctor, my spiritual body to the temple, and my mental health to the mental health character. It all follows me. Right. You know, it's the same thing. So they are catching up with us. Um, and it is very important to speak with your physician anytime, even if you take an over-the-counter um, vitamin, people are like, oh, well, that's not, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. um, and your diet is very important, too. And that just goes oh, without yeah. saying what you eat. If um, And I've made this, and it's some people don't think about it. If you're on a blood thinner and you love broccoli, you got to lay off the broccoli. Because yeah. the broccoli's got vitamin K in it, and the blood thinner is trying to keep your blood thin, and you're throwing that vitamin K in there, and you're just clotting the whole works back up again. Right. So it's just little things like that that if you don't know, you know, so just be really, really careful. Check with your diet, um, especially now that we're not getting out as much. Um, things, and sometimes grocery stores are not carrying a lot of the fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, with this I'm noticing, thing. That, I'm noticing that with mushrooms. I go to like 
certain restaurants and they don't have like, I'll go to Olive Garden and they all of a sudden don't have stuffed mushrooms. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have stuffed mushrooms? They're like, you know, COVID. And I'm like, the hell? I'm like, what? Because <laughs> it do with stuffed mushrooms. Because uh, like, the mushrooms, there's a shortage. And you know, and I'm like, oh, oh. I love mushrooms. I love, not. even my four-year-old knows I love mushrooms. Anytime she sees a mushroom, she always says, mom, here you go. This is for you. You love mushrooms. It doesn't matter if it's like a wooden piece of mushroom in a play set. She just knows. But yeah, it's crazy, you know, but, but going back to what you said, you know, how it can have side effects that can be negative. Like my dad is on a medication. He can't have grapefruit. Um, you know, there's certain things that will, you know, affect that, but just on the same, on the flip side of that food can also be medicine. You know, there's a lot of things that you can eliminate medication wise, if you do it the right way and you under supervision of your doctor and things like that. But like for, you know, cholesterol, for example, you know, there's things like garlic, you know, there's things that you wouldn't think of that you can naturally level out those things. And then you don't necessarily have, you know, on the other side of it, you don't necessarily have the side effects of the medications. So you just have to be open with your, with your, medical provider and you're, you know, figure out what works best for you and what you want and then figure out a plan together. A lot of the doctors too are more interested in hearing about that now. Um, just changing the type of salt you use can make a big difference in your diet. Yes. Um, I was for a long time, I'm not a very big salt user and never have been. I just, no, I I'm not a person to use salt. We use a lot of garlic. So my late husband and I, I, he had high blood pressure ever since he was a young man. So I never used a lot of salt, but when I did, I used like a really good kosher salt, a really heavy salt, or one of my favorites is the pink Himalayan salt. Now before that stuff was hard to find, but now yeah. you can go into Walmart. So now it's available like everywhere. You can go into Walmart and get the pink Himalayan salt and it makes a difference. First of all, a different taste in the food because it's not the same salt you get you don't need as much salt mm -hmm. um we started just using the white salt and the you know the, the shakers that you, right. you like that thing with and um his doctor noticed that you know things were more under control and uh they were like it wasn't too long after marriage they're like what what changes in his diet and i said well i use a lot of garlic I don't use salt. I use fresh pepper and the salt that I do use is the, you know, the rock salt and I grind it and I said, it's very fresh and we don't use much sea salt, but we do have it on the table. And she was amazed. She's like that one little change made a difference. He was actually able to lower the medication. Nice. So when people tell me, you know, when you tell people this, they're like, how can one change? That's all it took. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, a big thing with me, make that one little tiny change. Exactly. Don't change your whole life. Make that one little change. Get used to that change. Then it's not a change anymore. It's part of the norm. Then you can make another little change. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I sort of did things was I don't do like, we're going to revamp everybody's diet. You know, no, that, that never works. Let me just... Yeah. <laughs> New Year's diet resolutions last right. about as long as what ice in the summer. 
<laughs> right. I'm not being terrible, but it's true. And yeah. you have all of these ideas. I found that over the years, if I make one change, just one little change, do it for a month. Like take that salt shaker. And, and what I did was I just pulled the other salt shakers off, put them in a drawer, put out the sea salt shakers. Right. So you didn't have a choice. After a while, it became, I put the salt shaker out and everybody's going, where's the seat? Where's that grinder? Where's the salt grinder? That's all you heard. So right. I made the change, but it was picked up and, and it did make the food taste a little bit better and different because it will taste different with the sea salt. Now, when you change the pink Himalayan salt, you're going to notice another difference. And it's usually on like stuff that doesn't have very strong flavors, like mashed potatoes and things of that nature. You'll notice right. that. Or if you salt um, corn on the cob or watermelon, um, salt my watermelon. But if you do that, that's where you'll notice. You'll notice a taste difference, but it's not going to be like, oh, my God, you know, changing the world. Um, and I think it's really a great idea. But again, talk with your doctor. Start researching a little bit. My goodness, when I started doing this, you couldn't research it because there wasn't anything on the net. Um, right. And my roommate got um, infected sinuses this week. She has been mm -hmm. miserable. So it's like, okay, let's pull out the stops and see what we can do homeopathically. Her daughter's homeopathic. So Jen and I are getting together. We're going to make her better. So it was, her cough was really bad. So it was pineapple juice. Yep. The remolides in pineapple juice. Well, <laughs> helped her cough. Um, no, she did go to the doctor. She did get an antibiotic, which she really needed. And she got um, something to help the sinuses drain a little bit, you know, to get right. the infection out. But you have the cough, you have the swollen face, you you feel miserable. So all the little things, um, her throat was getting sore from coughing. So there is um, throat coat tea that you yes. can actually buy. I, so, I, it's, it's, it's base is licorice root. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You mean licorice root. See, I love licorice root. Mm. Um, but and then the just the pineapple juice. I mm -hmm. mean, the bromelades yeah. and that kind of helped break up her cough a little bit. So, um, while but we told her, she told the doctor, we wrote everything down we were giving her so she mm -hmm. could go to the doctor and say, okay, this is what they're doing for me. And the doctor was very like, oh, great, good idea if it works, yeah. you know. And it, I mean, she's sucking on honey lozenges that are, you know. 100% natural and the honey coats your throat, which right. Really so, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. And when you think about it, there's a lot out there. You can just pick up honey at the store. Doesn't cost you that much. Pineapple juice is pretty That's cheap good. for a little jar, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So we've been doing that kind of little homeopathic stuff right here in our house right now. So, and it, it's made a difference because she's feeling better now. She got, she's really bad earlier this week. Now she's, you know, had the antibiotics for 72 hours that are in her system. Um, again, antibiotics kill all the biotics in your body. And you need some in there to kind of make your gut work. So they don't always tell you to do a probiotic. Right. So it was like, okay, we need to get you some yogurt and yogurt in your belly. But um, it's a great way to start. And this time of year, it's springtime here in Florida, it is 80 degrees in my house. We literally just shut everything up to turn the air conditioner on. Um, it's hot. But with 
you know, yeah, with springtime coming and the pollen here, um, let's see, last week, Thursday, we knew we were going to die. The pollen count was at 11. Yeah. The joke in the office was, because we're always sneezing in the office, the joke was we're all going to die. Um, but with springtime coming and the allergies, your throat gets sore, mm -hmm. got that draining going on. I mean, there's a, a million things out there, but um, start stocking your pantry now while you can. Get the honey, get the pineapple juice, because you can buy it now in the little cans. Yeah, they have the little cans, yep. Yeah, so you're not like opening a big can and have to drink it all. You've got the little can, so you can kind of stock up on stuff. But now's the time to start stocking up and stocking up on some of the, look at the raspberry leaf. I mean, you can stock up on that. And I have a little apothecary section in my kitchen where I have all the herbs where we can pull stuff out. But start thinking about stocking up um, your witchy things now, not just for, you know, magical, but for actually medicinal purposes. Um, it, and I will tell you, I'll be really honest, homeopathy works, but it works a little bit slower because it engages your body in healing rather than pumping you full of medication to heal your body. Exactly. So it's a little bit slower, but for me, um, I'm pretty much heavy on that stuff because I've had cancer in the past. I have lupus, I've got a lot of health issues. Um, and for me to keep going, like I go, um, the only way I can do it is homeopathy because that keeps my body in tune with what I'm doing. So I try to do as much natural as I can. At this point, I do not go to KFC because trust me, I love KFC. Mm -hmm. um, I am not the best eater. Pasta is not just for breakfast. With my background, we do pasta a lot. Um, you are Italian, so at least you have an excuse. Yeah, I'm Italian. So, you know, I have that excuse, but it's still, you, you know, I don't, I'm not, you know, a vegan or a vegetarian. I'm an omnivore and just trying to keep the little homeopathy stuff around really helps all the little changes I've made over the years I've stuck with because I only made one change at a time. So now I only buy pink Himalayan salt. And when my roommate, we just moved in together. So um, we were combining two households and she's like, where's your salt? I said, it's the pink stuff up there. She's like, mm. uh, it's the pink stuff up there. Yeah, the pink stuff. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, encouraging people a little bit. Um, but it is a healthier lifestyle. And while we're talking about that, um, it's like when you do these little things, they become little rituals when you do them. Yep. We hear a lot of talk about rituals now. I know I'm doing virtual circle. It's a ritual, you know, every month. We're doing rituals every month for a year so that you can see them. I have noticed, and we talked last week about shadow work. We got a lot of comments on the shadow work. Um, and I, I got to thinking about that. Well, shadow work goes with a ritual normally, usually mm -hmm. a dark moon. And we talked about that. It's a dark moon kind of subject. Um, and dark moon is not always done as much, but when you say ritual, you either go to full moon ritual or a Sabbath ritual or something along that line. You don't think about your little rituals you do at home. Right. Your everyday rituals that you may not think about. Okay. Being you, you don't. I'm a pajama person. Okay. When I come in the door, 
my shoes come off and I make it to the bedroom, my pajamas go on if I'm not going anywhere. Trust yep. and believe my pajamas are on. My pajamas, well, since I'm working from home, I pretty much don't go out of my pajamas or I may change into different pajamas for the day. <laughs> if I know I'm not going anywhere, depends on the day. But all Wait. the little things that we do, a ritual is just um, something that is planned and done out over and over again. So when you start thinking about your life, people are like, well, how do you stay witchy all the time? You know, I do not run around in my black robe with my witch hat on, you know, doing all this little witchy stuff. I, most people, unless you know me, you don't even know I'm a witch. Right. So I go in my kitchen and I cook. Um, I clean my bathroom. I, you know, whatever everybody does. But a normal person. Heaven forbid I'm. Who would have known? Um, but those little rituals and people always talk about what, you know, how do you practice? Because we are not a religion. We're more of a spiritual path. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a little bit different. And that means we live our life on our path, but a lot of people don't know how to incorporate that path into their life. Right. Um, I do ritual, I do full moon, I do dark moon, I do all the holidays, but what do you do every day? Yeah. And like people don't realize, and I think we've mentioned it like way or in one of the earlier shows, um, just like making, well, we've, we talked about it before when making tea, you know, your intention when you're making the tea or when you're making coffee or, you know, when you're sitting in the bathtub and you're, or the shower and you're imagining, you know, the cleansing water and the, the different lights or cleansing your chakras or however, you, whatever works for you, but you know, those different things that you do for yourself, it's part of ritual, you know? And I think people don't understand that when we say that we practice our witchcraft every day, it's all the little things that you, that people just food. Okay. We try to keep our carbon footprint as small as possible because that's mm -hmm. who we are. So I have, you know, containers that I put, pack everything in for my lunch. And, you know, I try not to use a lot of throwaway containers or plastics. So I have a lunch box and I put the stuff in it for lunch and I take it with me. Um, and it's those little rituals like that, like making me pack my lunch, right. making me um, think about what I'm eating. Um, I am, like I said, I'm an omnivore. I have my favorite foods like Girl, I am from the South. Okay? <laughs> I am from Appalachia. I cook with bacon fat. Sorry, yeah. I do. I yeah. save my grease on my stove in my jar. Okay. <laughs> so everybody comes to the house and it's, some of my friends who are a little bit younger is like, oh, this is coming to my grandmother's house. You got a jar of fat. And I, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you that that happens at my house. Oh, yeah. But those little things that I do to offset that are to eat a little bit healthier to, um, you know, I've learned to enjoy my salads and my fruits and vegetables. And I've learned to, you know, counteract some, I know what I eat is not a hundred percent. Nobody is. Right. Right. And if you deny yourself everything, then you're not happy. Right. Exactly. Okay. And food for an Italian is life. Right. Some it's people, a love language. Right. And some people eat to live and some people live to eat. Mm -hmm. Italians live to eat. Right. It's that simple. 
And we do the little rituals. I mean, there's little things that you do that um, you incorporate in your life that you can pass down, you know, Mm -hmm. the different little things that you do. I mean, I remember things, my mother being from another country. I remember some of the cooking she did and, and some of the things that she made, some things I would not eat, but some of the things, you know, and, and you associate that. The Italian Christmas cookies are my favorite. Mm. The ones that taste like licorice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anaset cookies. I love them. Um, so it's it's just little things, but take a ritual. Make it a ritual. Um, stir your coffee. I mean, three times around, you can just say, be a good day, be a good day, be a good day. Yeah. Um, I get to work and we have a Keurig at work, but we have the Keurig little Hoosiers that we can put the coffee in to make it so you don't have to buy the little K-cups because mm-hmm. the little K-cups are, are very damaging to the environment. No problem with that. But by the same token, if you can buy the little plastic K-cups, you can fill it and, you know, you've got coffee. And everybody at work kind of likes that because a lot of people bring their own coffee in that they mm-hmm. want, you know, and they have their own little K-cups so they do their own little thing. So... It's, you know, it's kind of a thing, but you yeah. make coffee, you add your stuff, you stir it, you know, you say your little thing over it and. That's what I do. And, you know, also just even part of, well, and the thing is, is if you're doing it for self-care or you're wanting to be better about self-care, make it a ritual, like consciously make yourself do something until it becomes a habit. And, you know, you hear the thing, it takes 21 days to, you know, create a habit sort of thing. So back to your point, if you make it a month, then, you know, you'll be well into, okay, I got this, you know, um, if you're sticking to it and, you know, and just being more, and even if you're doing things you haven't done before, like, um, that you think would be good for you. Like last night, um, I went to a drum circle at a local CBD cafe and it was like a CBD cafe slash coffee kava bar. So it was just so amazing. I mean, close your eyes and you were like in a different, it was meditative. I was meditating. It was so. I am so jealous. I was thinking of you the whole time. (laughs) If I would have had, I was like, how can I make it up there and back and still make you it? You would have loved it. I thought of you. You would have loved it. It was just like, and people would come in like, and there would be, they would be so welcoming. And there wasn't a lot of people or anything like that, but there would just be spare instruments and, um, and people would just grab and then they would interchange. And it was just, it was really neat. And it was good. Mu- it, and it wasn't just drums. I mean, sometimes people would grab a bass guitar or something. But then when we, there were like steel drums, there were all different sort of drums. And it was just, it was cool. And and Angela had the maracas and and the, um, you know, it was, it was a lot. Of, it was needed. It was needed. It was self-care for sure. I needed that because... You know, this I know I was so jealous. I was looking at that and I saw the pictures, you know, you shared pictures. and I was like, yeah, Um, I'm going to bring my girls next time. They would love it. And that's the kind of thing that you can make a ritual, you know, take your kids. That's that would. Oh, my God. Take the kids and give them a drum and let them beat on the drum. Oh, heck yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. definitely taking them next time for sure. But, but see, yeah. that's that's a wonderful that's self care, that's meditation, that's a ritual in itself, mm-hmm. and you had fun. Yeah, you know so. And Tava, for those of you that don't know, because I didn't know a lot about it, and I'm I'm gonna research more about it and have it on the show later. But it is a Hawaiian root tea. I was going to ask you because I've heard now, I look at the maiden name, Maxwell. Okay. Right. Maxwell House Coffee. Okay. Trust right. We actually drank that at home. Uh, right. That was my dad's favorite. So I, I'm hardcore coffee. I, it took me years to get down to just drinking it in the morning. I had to, I drank it all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at night, I'd be make, sitting here with a cup of coffee, and I finally had to get rid of all the caffeine because it was causing some issues. But what mm. is kava? It doesn't taste like coffee. So, no. So, we're we're still learning because we just grabbed a brochure last night, and I haven't researched a lot of it because I was working overtime today. But um, so what, what it was explained by the owner was it, it's a Hawaiian root tea. And it helps with anxiety and it helps with insomnia and can promote, um, you know, it can help with sleep and things like that. And we went the night before for an open mic night and we saw Reverend uh, John Anastasio play for a few songs. I caught that. Thank you for sharing because I had him on blasting this morning. (laughs) Oh, it was so awesome. I love that song. And, um, and and Angela was like, oh, I came in here one time and, you know, it, it, there was a drum circle. And so she, she asked the owner, she's like, when is the drum circle? And she's like, tomorrow night. And we looked at each other and we're like, oh, we're go- we'll be here tomorrow night. <laughs> so, um, I'm definitely taking the girls. But I saw someone order a, a drink and it came in like a little coconut bowl and it had like a fresh pineapple trunk on the side. And I was like, that looks really amazing. But so I got a, it's called a cava colada. So it had like a, like a CBD scoop in it. It had, which has no psychoactive effects for all, you know, whoever doesn't know. Um, and it had like the, the coconut and the pineapple. And then Angela had gotten a cava almond joy. So it, she said, and she said it tasted like, you know, chocolate milk. It was good. So, yeah, so it was, you'll definitely, next time you come for a visit, we'll have to take you there. And it's like, I never traveled to Jacksonville. I think I got frequent flyer miles on my car for traveling to Jacksonville already. Um, no, I wanted to know what, what that was because that, it was awesome. The pictures I saw, I mean, I saw the night before with uh, open mic night with, Reverend John. Really neat. And they have like a comic open mic. Okay, so CBD Cafe Room.com, I think. It's CBD Cafe, Jacksonville, Florida, off Old St. Augustine Road. Check them out. Shout out. Boop, boop. Um, but it, because it has kind of like a, okay, it has like a hippie kind of vibe. It has like flowers and garlands and things hanging from the ceiling, but then it also has like electric guitars hanging on the wall. And then it has like a beautiful picture of coffee beans, like a, on the wall with. Do I hear a road trip? Yes. It's a cute, and it's just a cute little cozy, like coffee bar. 
and they have like a couch and they have little in the corner they have like a little setup where you could play it's it's a really cute place and it's like a mellow place may have to crash there one night for a um a show on the road because the pictures i saw were amazing and listening to john i love listening to john when i can hear him and it's like I was so excited. I finally got to see him live. I know. I have three. I have three little. I have three of his songs that he because he did three songs and I recorded all of them. So I'll have to post the other two. Yes, because the one you posted is the one I blasted this morning on the way to work. Um, But you know, well, we'll definitely have to put that on our schedule to hit it. um, Mm -hmm. Because that sounds like a really awesome road trip just to sit there one night and take in the atmosphere. Yeah. And, and I can believe it's been like two minutes from me this whole time. This whole time. I drive by all the time and I had no uh, idea what, what was there the whole time, the magic that awaited. <laughs> and could you explain the magic a little bit? And I know people don't understand. And this is new to me too, I will tell you. Melinda has been um, my mentor in learning about CBD products and things of that nature. So, um, and it's a... In Florida, it's legal, um, and it is it is a, a an herb. It is something that is useful. And could you explain a little bit about the CBDs for those of our listeners who are not quite sure what we're talking about? Sure. So for Florida, the it's legal for medical. Um, so you can get a medical license if your doctor says you can. Um, it's not recreational here yet. Um, and so basically CBD is part of the cannabis plant. So there's several different parts that's, you know, the two most common parts that you'll hear is CBD and THC. So CBD basically has point, I I believe it's point zero point six or zero point eight percent or less of THC, so it's that's how it's able to be legal. There's virtually no THC in it, um, and that's why you don't get any psychoactive effects from it. However, it still helps with inflammation and pain relief and stress and anxiety. So a lot of people are turning to the CBD for things like that. They have CBD at this cafe, even they have CBD um, pet treats. I was so going to ask about the pet treats. They have them there. They have them there. They have them there. And, um, and I think uh, Lady Angela said she even had, she bought some for her dogs because they have really bad anxiety. She has smaller dog that for during thunderstorms and, and things like that. Um, so, so that is, so that's good. And they have like CBD coffee. They have, I mean, you can really Google it and it's just all over the place. So, um, so there's all sorts of things. And like I said, we just ordered like a little colada and it had like a little CBD scoop and it'll help, you know, with your, and I have really severe back pain. I do have insomnia and anxiety and all of that fun stuff. Um, and you know, it, and it helps. So it really just depends on, and then, and eventually I'll do a whole, a whole show, um, just explaining in more detail. But, but yeah, it it really does help. And like with the kava, which is a root tea, when you have something that naturally is helping with 
stress relief and anxiety and thing like that. And then you couple it with the CBD, you sort of get like a powerhouse of relief. So it's, it's something that's really good. There's been studies on it. Um, you know, the problem is without getting too political, I mean, because it's still federally illegal, there's n- they're not allowing scientists to do enough research, unfortunately, that they need to do to prove, you know, how good it is, basically, and what it does help with. Because in order to do the research and the testing, they have to get funding. And as long as it's illegal, they can't, they can't get it and done. legally get funded. Right, right. So, so, but there's been progress being made, but CBD is definitely a great alternative. I personally, um, there are a few, a few things that I'm on with my doctor. Um, but I mean, I personally am on that and I always go like the homeopathic way and as natural as I can, because I just, I don't even like taking Tylenol if I, if I can help it or ibuprofen. I just, I Well, do. when you look at the side effects with the opioid crisis and most of your narcotics contain mm-hmm. various stages of opioids in them. So right. you do have all of that that you're taking in and the chances of getting addicted are extremely high with any narcotic. Right. Um, and I get it. I've, been on narcotics on and off for, you know, 30 years. Um, I too am trying to do a little bit more natural just because I want to live a little bit longer. Um, Mm -hmm. The narcotics have side effects that are debilitating and I cannot work if I have to take, if I'm at work, it was, okay, now I've got to time what I can take so that I can still drive because I don't want to be driving under the influence of a narcotic because I'm not in control. Of course. So you have all of that going on, but you know, the CBD is, we will do an entire show. I promise you guys this. Uh, Melinda has an order in the Corellian tradition called the order of, and you tell us a little bit about it. (laughs) Thank you for the plug. Um, it's called the order of Hersini, which is a Sanskrit word for cannabis. Um, basically paying homage to the ancient uh, use of it going back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, And basically, it's just an order that I created to, you know, spread awareness. And I mean, I think the a big part of it is breaking the stigma that still is out there um, about cannabis, even with a lot of progress that we've made, there's still so much stigma surrounding it. Um, so my, my purpose was to share not only the historical aspect and sort of sharing that part of it and also the education aspect of it, where we all kind of share things with each other, but also how you can incorporate it with your magic and your spiritual practice, because a lot of people, um, don't realize just how much you can do with that. And, uh, and I've been thinking about it, you know, for a really, really long time, And it wasn't until last year that I was like, ooh, I'm going to start an order. And I found out about um, the author Phil Farber, and he wrote the book High Magic. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that on a future show. But, but yeah, it was really awesome. And there's there's so many books out there. And, I mean, 
it's really beneficial like during yoga. I mean, things you wouldn't even think of, but it enhances so many things and it takes your level of spirituality and also your consciousness and what your your meditation to a really different level. And you want to talk about shadow work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we'll definitely have a show about that because April is coming and, you know, 420, I'm 420. sure we'll have a show about that. <laughs> we definitely have to because it, the part of the problem with anything new that comes out, and this is not new by any stretch, but it's being reinvented again. How is the best way I know how to say it? It's being brought back again. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of stigma, but there, there was a lot of stigma with aspirin when it first came out. So, you know, let, let's take a step back. I mean, they used to have tampons that had, you know, heroin in them. So right back had heroin and cocaine yeah. and marijuana in the tampon. Okay. Yeah. Let's bring those back again. I think we'll be a little bit happier once a month, but and in the Coca-Cola. Yeah, really the, the cocaine and the Coca-Cola. I mean, you know, but, um, there's a lot of what's going on is political and we're going to go into the political as well, but it's something to put out there as something that you might want to consider. Um, and here in Florida, like we say, um, CBD is legal. Mm -hmm. Um, medical marijuana is legal. It is not recreational yet. So you do have to have your card for it. And again, you, you know, it's not like everybody's driving around high because if you're driving high, even just like if you take your medication and you have a reaction or you take too much and you're driving in, incapacitated, you're going to get a ticket. So don't exactly. come to Florida thinking everybody's driving high. It is right. not. You cannot be smoking it going down the street. You know, I mean, there are still certain guidelines we have to follow through, but exactly. it, it is another way of not just increasing the awareness of what it is, but also increasing the goodness that it does. So Mm -hmm. we're going to definitely April look for April because we're going to definitely have something. Yes, we will. Um, Melinda's got it planned, girl. She's got it on, but she has been my mentor on this. And I will say, thankfully, that she has really given me a lot of insight and a lot of help with it. So I really do thank Belinda for that because she took this old girl and set her straight on a couple <laughs> things. So and you're never too old to learn. And I'm telling you, as you get older and just being really honest, as you hit your 60s, your body does start to break down. And mm-hmm. that is part of life, you know, because you're okay. getting older. And if you have any underlying health conditions, like some people do, there are ways to help alleviate it other than going the narcotic and, or the opioid or, you know, some, something else that's going on out there that can really mess you up. Right. And there's some people, and, and don't get me wrong, there's some people that need it. And sometimes it's a marriage of things, but like we said, just talk to your, you know, physician but I know for me, and I've seen what narcotics can do firsthand. Um, so, I mean, in my own family experience and 
you know, my oldest daughter, her, she's my stepdaughter, but we don't use that word. I mean, her mom died when she was six because of that. So, um, you know, I would much rather be on the side of mother nature <laughs> where I know it is a plant and, you know, it's, yeah. And I, the last thing I want to do is drive when I'm high. So I'm just, I want to listen to good music and I'm creative or I'm relaxed or I'm laughing or, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, or I'm meditating or I'm in deep thought. I'm not wanting to drive anywhere. I'm sitting where. Yeah. It's just like yeah. if you take uh, a cold medication or you take um, an allergy exactly. medication that makes you drowsy, you definitely it's, aren't going to get behind the wheel of the car. Right. Exactly. It's, it's that kind of thing. And, and if you treat it that way, treat it what it is, and you understand the dangers. It's the same as having two or three beers and getting behind the wheel of a car. You may feel okay, but your reaction time has been compromised. Your exactly. ability to navigate and negotiate has taken a hit. And if you think that that's not true, do the little experiment. There, WKRP in Cincinnati was a comedy show that was on many years ago. And they did a little segment on, and they did it tongue in cheek. So, you know, but um, they showed, you know, if you take a shot, what your reaction time was. Well, of course, one of the guys on there, the more he drank, the better his reaction time got. But we know that's not true. But right. it actually does impair you. Um, if you go on it and Google it, you will see that there's very much just one drink that impair you. Um, I'm a big believer if I'm going to, I come in, the door gets locked, my keys, you know, if I'm somewhere else and well, let me tell you, I go to Jacksonville, my pocketbook and my keys are put in a room and then we break out the alcohol. Yes. I'm not going to drive. I will be the first one. The root beer moonshine, by the way, was excellent. <laughs> I have to say that on the air because <laughs> we oh. brought it up for the St. Patrick's and it was very good. It was smooth. It did not burn going all the way down like my past experiences with that stuff. Um, so it was really good. And I oh. only have like a little bit because I know myself <laughs> um, and I don't, I'm not like a huge drinker, but uh, yeah. We'll but it give was a shout out to Jason, who yes, is our Jason. executive producer. Thank you very much for the recipe. Um, I am holding some back illustration guys. So we want it was have really it. good. I was impressed. And it smelled like vanilla. It just smelled good. There's so vanilla now, in it. So now we have to like, what did we say? We're going to get a, like a big old scoop of vanilla ice cream. And put <laughs> big old scoop of vanilla ice cream and have it in there. Yes. Oh, we can think of things. I'm telling oh, you. Yeah. And no, but um, but yeah, I'm really excited. I hope you guys will join for that for that show because there is a really, I mean, there's so it could probably take a few show. It would it could take more than a few shows, but I will de definitely condense it to a show. But there's just so many things that you could talk about because that that's coming out because there has been some research, but. But um, there's just so many different facets when you look at cannabis. There are. And I think we'll do one big heavy show, but I think we're going to hit on it a little bit, maybe on every show, yeah. just like we do our herbal teas. It's an herb. Yeah. So, you know, you got to start thinking about it. It's like cinnamon or, you know, it's how you use it. That and you can make a cannabis tea and we will talk about that. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> but we're going to go over some of that. And I'm telling you, 
um, from someone who, okay, let's face it, I grew up in the 60s. Um, I'm a child of the 50s. So we grew up with, you know, drug, sex, and rock and roll was our anthem at the time. But going and seeing how it was used back then to now it being an actual medicinal purpose. Mm -hmm. I remember the very first time I heard about it was with glaucoma patients. Yes. Um, and then um, chemotherapy patients because of the, the and I, I've had chemo, so I can tell you, you don't want to eat, your stomach stays upset, right. you're miserable, and just have something to give you. I wish I had known about it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, 50 years ago. Stimulant, absolutely. It helps you be able to eat. Yeah. And like I said, and a lot of people don't realize because, you know, it is, it, it basically is only political. I mean, if you look at the history, um, that's the only reason why, honestly. Yeah, I, I think we start with the history and then we'll go into actually what it is because the yeah. history is fascinating. Um, is. I didn't understand the history. Uh, I learned about that in, believe it or not, uh, business class in college. Mm, and, and that was back in the 70s. And I was like, you're kidding yeah. me when I heard the whole story. We're not going to tell you. We're just giving you teasers. Yeah, we're giving you teasers. And also, I mean, Willie Nelson and Tommy Chong, I mean, what, they're like a thousand years old? Come on, it can't be that bad for you, right? <laughs> yeah, Cheech and Chong, I mean, they were the proponents back in the day. But right. once we start talking about it and we do go into a little bit more detail on it, um, the states that have it, that are, it is legal, you know, mm -hmm. What we're telling what we're going to be telling you is about it so that if it is legal in your state then you can maybe think about it as part of your you know medical history if you know if your doctor agrees that that that's something that you might want to look into exactly. um but again please don't try anything unless you talk to your doctor because there's so many contraindications with yes. so many medications i mean you know, Regardless of what it is, like I said, my dad couldn't eat grapefruit on one of his medications. So, and he loves grapefruit. So, yeah, that was and there's crazy stuff because there's a lot of medications. They'll tell you, don't eat this, don't drink this, you know. And it's because it's it's going to mix up, and it's the same thing true when you you know do herbs. You, there's contraindications for everything. So. We're going to go over a lot of that when we do the show, but we're going to have to spread it out over a couple of sessions and mix it up with some of the other stuff we do. But um, to let you know that it's out there and since it is legal in a lot of states now, even Mississippi. They passed, they, they just voted Mississippi to be uh, medical and New Jersey just passed recreational. And then um, I think they're, they're still a little hung up on that. They're waiting, but they, but it got voted. Um, of course, California, Colorado were the, you know, first, uh, Colorado being first, but California shortly after, um, Washington, you know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a ton of them, uh, Massachusetts. This is going to be, and we're also going to go into a little bit on the legalities of it. I'm going to research some of that because mm -hmm. as you travel, if it's not legal in the state you're in, how do you take it with you? Yeah, we will talk about that for so We're going to go into a lot of that. I just wanted to bring that up because that is a very necessary discussion we need to have, especially when the states are making it legal and now you've got to learn how to do it. Yeah, 
Well, and people are pushing for it too. Even the states that don't want to make it legal, I think people are pushing for it because at the end of the day, people want a choice about their health care. And I think that's what it is starting to come down to is people want more freedom of choice when it comes to taking care of themselves. Um, you know, so, so it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I'm excited to do it. Um, talk about it. It's a passion of mine to talk about. So I'm excited. Well, you're very knowledgeable on it. Um, you've done a lot of background work on it because when you were talking to me, you were like talking on a level that was like, whoa, let's dumb it down a little bit for me. <laughs> Uh, because you're so knowledgeable on it, you were able to answer what I had a million and a half questions for you. Yeah, but that's good um, though. You have to, but yeah, it was something that I looked at and I was able to actually, um, use, and I think it's fabulous. And I think it's something that we do need to talk about along with our herbs, because this is something, you know, for a long time, certain herbs were not allowed in certain States because there was something with them, you know, shoot for a well, while. And I kind of, I also, I also kind of tie it to being a witch because if you think back in the old days, if you worked with herbs and you were thought to be a witch, you were murdered. <laughs> I mean, so it's kind of like, it's sort of toting that, sort of carrying that, like, remembrance sort of it's like okay so here's this forbidden herb this forbidden plant but i'm gonna fight for it because you're not gonna you know what i mean it's like obviously they're not gonna murder me for it but you know what i mean just the same kind of well if you look at some silly things lipstick was outlawed at one time yeah i mean they just have the crazy let's so, you know there's let's, like a state still where it's like illegal to spit on the sidewalk yeah, that you it's know, like random thing. Like, who comes up? Who has time and money to just sit around coming up with these random? <laughs> there is a law in Maryland still in the books that you can't walk an elephant down Charles Street after twelve <laughs> o'clock. I, I don't ask. I, oh my gosh, that's too. Yeah, it's still on the books, so you know. But there are some things that you know we're going to talk about. We're going to go into a little bit more in depth on it and have a yeah. little bit more, in, you know, things that you can look at. Um, but we were talking about the ritual and that's, that's when you're doing this kind of stuff. When you take your medication, whatever you take, um, yeah. you need to stop and look at that ritual that you're doing to take that medication. I know that there have been times I've been on medication. I was like, oh my God, I got to take this crap now. Well, mm -hmm. you've already put out there, you're going to feel bad because you've already just said you're going to feel like crap now. Exactly. So your, your state words of mind. Are, right. Words are intention. And yep. that's a ritual. So yeah, exactly. I have a ritual at night, what I take at night to go to sleep. My allergies in Florida are like unbelievable. Me too. So I take my allergy pill at night, one, because it makes me drowsy during the day and I can't focus. So again, I can't drive taking it, um, but it helps keep my nose open so I can breathe at night, so I can sleep at least. So I'm taking that at night. I take other things at night. So when you sit there and you think about it, um, I used to always like grouch because I had to take this at night. You know, Why well, do I don't have to take pills? 
Okay. Now I've grown up a little bit. I had to put on my big girl panties. And now it's like, ooh, let's get this stuff down. We're going to have a good sleep tonight. And yep. it's become my ritual. There are certain things I do in a certain way. And it's kind of really witchy because we go around, we check all the lights, we put close the shades to keep the sun out so we don't have to keep the air conditioner on because my roommate and I are, are both big, you know, air people. We like to have air flowing, natural air flowing. Right. We're very fortunate. We have a whole house fan, so we really don't have to run our air that much. Although tonight it's like, ugh, it's really hot. Like today. a sauna here. Um, yeah. And I'm on the west side, so I've really got some heat going on. But it is a ritual. And if you start looking at your life from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, it's a ritual. Yeah. That's how you become a witch. It's mm -hmm. not doing the rituals on the full moon and the dark moon and the Sabbath. It's your whole life. And that's when I try to teach us, people are like, well, how can you be witchy 24 seven if you're not running around in your cave, you know, your, your night, your robe and you got your hat on, you're grooming your hand. And I'm like, I can't even function in my robe. Okay. Exactly. Ask anybody that's seen me. It's hysterical, you know? So it's okay. Let's look at, my life when i get up in the morning you get up there is a certain routine that you follow mm -hmm. i get up in the morning and i am a person with insomnia i'm chronic and i don't like waking up but i notice if i do my ritual right at night i wake up just before the alarm goes off yep so my body is rested. My mind is rested. I'm not waking up a million times a night because I've gone through a nice little routine to put myself to sleep. Now, if I can set my intentions to put myself to sleep at night and help get up in the morning, that's the first thing you do. I wake up, my blinds are open, the sun's coming in a little bit. It doesn't start because we change the time zones here. So I'm still a little dark when I get up. But it's getting up. You go take your shower. You're washing off all the trials and tribulations from the day before. I, I do morning showers. So I wake up and it's a new day. It's a new shower. And yeah. you set that intention. And mm -hmm. people like, look at you. My roommate laughs. We go park, we go out somewhere and I start my parking prayer as mm -hmm. I'm driving into the parking lot. Find me a space good. Find me close. Find me close. Find me close. And sure enough, she's like, how do you do this every time? <laughs> like, girl, I set my intention when we are two minutes from pulling into the parking lot. Yes. In my mind, start thinking about a parking spot. Now, look, I've gotten close parking spots in Walmart. and I don't have a handicap. So, <laughs> like, every time we go somewhere, she's like, you drive because we get close parking spots. That's something. That's something for Walmart. <laughs> and it's always crazy there. Yeah, but you know, you're setting your intention. People are like, well, how do you do it all day long? How many millions of things do you do during the day? I mean, I don't yeah, know. What I mean, even like brushing your teeth or, you know, or even like, well, and I take showers at night, so my I'm opposite you. Um, but. I, uh, even like your dream journaling, if, even if it's not every day, just the habit of, oh, every time I have a dream that you, you know, you wake up and you write it down. Um, cause of course we know we don't dream or remember our dreams every night, at least, um, to be able to write them down every night. But when you do, you have that, 
ritual of, oh, I remember, let me write it down right now before I forget. Um, so, I mean, even that is a ritual. It doesn't even necessarily have to be daily, but just something when the time arises, you, oh, this is what I need to do. This is happening. Okay, I know what to do, you know. And speaking of journaling, writing down what's gone on during the day can help release that crap. Oh, yeah. And you can you burn know. it if you want, if it makes you feel even better. Because I'll tell you, I've come home some days growling, you know, oh, yeah. There are some days at work, it is just like, if I don't get out of here, I'm going to be an orange tomorrow. So I have to come home and do what I need to do to decompress because I'm not bringing that home. Right. Not in the sanctity of my home. No. So I have to decompress on the way in. So again, it's another little ritual. Um, There's certain music that I like. Mm -hmm. It's... I don't care if it's 110 out. If I feel like if my windows go down, my sunroof goes down and I'm blasting and I'm singing all the way home. That's my ritual to put me into a mood where I'm actually approachable. And that's kind of how I felt last night with the drumming, because if you think about it, and I've had a crazy week with work, you know, too. And so with the drum circle last night and just being able to like, bang on the drums and beat that, you know, beat that aggression out and just get the energy out and sort of have it transmute into something positive and then be able to interact and correspond with other people that are making music and just how it became like interlaced and making music together with other people. And it was just a whole like negative into a positive. It was really awesome. And then, you know, you can do that at home as long as, you know, with my kids, I would, I would be drumming for two seconds and then they'd be like, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want to play. I want to play. So I got to get them yeah, their own drum. You, you're going to have an issue there, but yeah, seriously, I miss the drum circles we used to have back in Baltimore and New Jersey has some of the biggest drum circles mm-hmm. in that area. Um, and I miss the drum circles because they are cathartic. I mean, they are wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I miss drumming around the campfires. Yeah, for sure. I, I do too. And it's been a really long time. I mean, the last time was probably like two years ago at the beach, I went to a drum circle. I mean, it was just, it's been so long. So when they said, oh yeah, we do drum circle. And I'm like, oh, we're going. <laughs> and it was really fun. And it yeah. wasn't like a ton of people, but it was just enough. And the energy was so good and everybody was so awesome. And it was just, it was really cool. But see, that's a ritual. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, that is basically yeah. a ritual. It changed you. Exactly. Exactly. And I was able to get all the stress off and just not care. And it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And those are the kinds of things that people aren't thinking about when we talk about being witchy all the time or all day. It, it's not that we're running around in our hats and singing spells or writing in our journals all flowery and everything. No, we are out there. I'm going to work and dealing with all the stupidity that goes on at my job and, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get my deadlines met and all of that. Um, so how do you cope? I mean, there are times during the day when it's like, okay, I don't need another cup of coffee. I need a tea or I need to... Yep get up and walk outside. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And the thing is, is the, 
you can even do little things like putting black tourmaline on your, you know, around your workspace or around your computer. I've sometimes, um, well, since working from home, I have like smudged around my computer because I, I deal with customers <laughs> every day, um, all day. So sometimes it can be intense. Not, I mean, not typically, but sometimes it can be. Um, but so, you know, even just things like that, I mean, you may not think it's witchy, but I mean, it's all part of, you know, and what is a witch? I mean, it's all relative, you know, it's whatever. It really is. And, you know, if you want to have something at your desk, um, I'm oh, and I have really... a salt lamp that a USB salt lamp that plugs into my computer and it changes colors every two seconds. It's... I and have. That... And that gives me my little Zen that I need, just that little tiny salt lamp. I have, believe it or not, uh, I went back and visited my family in Appalachia, and um, my cousin out of her front yard gave me a couple pieces of coal so I could remember where I'm from kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's cool, though. And I have a big piece of black coal that sits on my desk now. I so like that. Every once in a while, I'll get, it'll get intense. I'm an accountant. So things get intense sometimes. Mm -hmm. I deal um, in foreign currency a lot. So I do a lot of wires and I'm deadlined, you know, time deadlines and money deadlines and dealing with people from, you know, 20 to 30 different cultures. So sure. I get that culture shock from, you know, all over. And there's times when I, I find myself just picking it up and rubbing it like a piece of a... Um, obsidian, or, obsidian of, or, yeah. Yeah, or, or, you know, any kind of grounding stone and I'm holding it. And that's what coal is. It's a diamond. I'm holding a hunk of a diamond in my hand and I'm rubbing it. And that little ritual of rubbing it sometimes or just touching it, it just, it's, it takes me down. It, it pulls yeah. me back down to where I need to be. So it's I'm not growling. I mean, right. you know, the ground with accounting is they put you in a back room and throw a raw meat at you occasionally. And you're good. <laughs> because exactly. if you notice, most accounting departments are either down in the basement or they're in the back. <laughs> because we make no money for our, our bosses. We cost him money. Mm, he yeah. has to pay me to count his money. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm not an asset in any way, shape, or form. I'm a cost. So it's really, I mean, I've done this, I've done this most of my life, so I know this. But right. sometimes when you're dealing um, with everything that's going on, just a little something on your desk. I mean, even if it's just as silly as a little unicorn or, or just something that for you relates to you and you make that your little exactly. ritual. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it's all about is just, you know, just like doing a tarot reading once a day, a little, uh, or a card pull once a day, you know, if that resonates with you, it can be even something like that, or, you know, putting a crystal in your pocket or in your bra, you know, is a, usually a favorite spot <laughs> of many, um, or, you know, in your wallet and take it with you. Um, you can also create little charms and amulets and all, I mean, all sorts of things. And you just, a lot of times they don't seem like rituals because you don't, think of them because you do them every day. Um, and of course, those are some more 
intentionally witchy things, but, but like we were saying, just like showering and brushing your teeth and, you know, what you do before you go to bed and, and things like that is all part of ritual, um, you know, that you'll eventually do or not do. And, and are your habits healthy or do you need to change things? You know, it's all sort of going back to the shadow work. Are, are you in alignment with a healthy lifestyle and what does that mean to you in the whole mind, body, spirit aspect that we were talking about last week with the holistic? Um, because and your rituals don't have to be large. Your little things uh -huh. don't have to be large that you do. You don't have to come in, you know, in your full witch's garb, you know, carrying your obsidian that's, you know, 400 pounds and sit it on your desk. Right. Now. There are offices where you cannot obviously have a lot of this stuff. So a little something that takes you to where you need to be. Um, and you have to consciously set that intention. Words have power, words have meaning. And as a witch, that's the other thing you need to get a good grip on. Mm -hmm. What you're saying, how you're saying it, and especially if you're typing it. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no, and we've talked about this before, the whole tone thing, you know, you know, and just be nice to one another. <laughs> Yeah, it's and it's too. You you don't hear the tone when you type, um, but there are words that you know are antic antagonistic. There are words you know that immediately set people off. Um, right. And if that's your intention, then you've hit it. If it's right. not, start rethinking some of your words. And, and then if it is, and then if it is your intention, then don't cry about whatever response you get either, because you will get a response. Because then you have to understand you're putting yourself in a situation where, if you're intentionally being that way to someone, you have to understand that there's going to be a response, whether it's one that's valid or not, or whether you think is right or wrong, you know, we're human beings and we have feelings and emotions. So depending on what you say and how your tone is, um, but no, I mean, it's important to be, to be nice to one another, you know, respect one another. We've talked about before, honor the differences. Don't be disrespectful, be courteous and cordial don't ignore people, you know, when they're speaking to you and, you know, it's just common decency and courtesy. A lot but, of it is, but a lot of it is too, that you need to make a conscious effort. Mm -hmm. And with a ritual, you have to set, and the reason I call them rituals, people say, well, that's not really a ritual. Yeah, it is. I'm setting an intention. Exactly. If you set intentions for all the things that you do, um, even just the littlest intentions, if you're at home and, okay, I'm a grandmother, obviously, um, and you're cooking something for your grandchild, it's like you do it with so much love and right. you know, so much. My daughter came down a couple of weeks ago, um, my oldest, and we, we had a, a really wonderful time. And of course, I'm cooking for her, I'm making little things for her. And I'm just, I realized I was like putting so much joy, you know, yeah. in it. And I was like, wow. I haven't done this in a while because my kids are all old. I got great grandchildren, so yeah. my kids are old. But I was sitting there thinking, wow, I haven't cooked with this much joy 
or this much happiness or the love, you know, the caring. And it was kind of weird because it's like my kids, my goodness, I have great grandchildren. So my kids are grown. My grandchildren are grown. And I'm not doing that on a daily basis like right. you do. Right. So You're for me, yourself. Yeah. For me. Okay. When you cook for yourself, it's like, yeah, right. that's close enough. <laughs> you know? like, sometimes you don't care. You'll just eat like a lunch meeting. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. You'll do a, a choking slide or something like that, right. you know, and I've done that. But it's, right. it's like, I, that's what brought this on because I was thinking about today's show and I was like, you know, I was doing that and here I'm setting my intentions to make the perfect egg sandwich for my daughter. Mm -hmm. Okay. She has an eight-year-old grandson. So trust and believe she knows how to make an egg sandwich. Right. Oh, right. Here I am, mom, and I'm cooking and I'm, I'm like, oh, this is the perfect. I'll make it like this. When she was little, she didn't like the crust. So I took the crust off, you know, all this. Okay. Come on. I know she's that old. Okay. Right. right. You know, I, I put her in her room and I said to her now, if you need me in the night, honey, you come and get me. And she, yes, I will. And when I stopped and I turned around. And I said, I cannot believe I said that to you. She said, I can't believe I answered you. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. You're still mom. It doesn't matter how old they get. But again, that was an intention I set. Yeah. You know, you have a nice sleep. If you need me, come and get me. Putting her at ease. And mm -hmm. when was the last time we set intentions when we've done things? Right, exactly. You know. And that's another thing, or we're setting intentions when we're not realizing, like back to your point, oh, I don't want to take, um, I, I don't want to do this. I'm going to feel like crap. That's setting an intention without realizing you're manifesting that energy without conscious, without realizing by the words that you're speaking. So it's really important to be very conscious of what you're saying. Um, and that's why I say it's a ritual. You're conscious when you're in ritual. I trust me, I'm teaching the class, right? You are conscious of every letter, not just the word, but the, the letter and the right. commas and punctuation and, and making it sound right and making it, you know, the intent of what you want it to be and your active power to be this. And then you get to thinking, uh, you just went in there and slopped food and pot. Mm. for dinner. So it's like, what intention did I set? I didn't. And it tasted exactly the way I made it. Like, okay. But if you just stop and think for 30, for just a half a second, it's not 30 seconds, half a second. What yeah. are you doing and why are you doing it? I'm taking a better look at what I'm doing because now I'm starting to realize that I set myself up for failure by saying, oh my God, I got to take this crap tonight or, oh, I really don't like the taste of this. Yeah. And then I set it up to taste bad. And exactly. instead of taking my time, making my little ritual, doing what I do, and yeah, that's being a witch. But anybody can set that intention. It's not exactly. just us. Right. I mean, and it's about showing gratitude. Like even if you took the, your pot of slop and you say, oh, you know, just a little something like, oh, this is going to nourish, you know, my body and it's going to make me, you know, feel better. And 
It's going to help me get through the day. You know, anything like that to where it helps that whole mind, body, soul connection. When you're setting the intention, you're sort of taking care of the mind aspect. And when you're, you know, which is going to help the emotional. So it's just, it, it all goes back to that whole holistic aspect of things. And I think if we start thinking a little bit more, I mean, let's face it, we've been um, socially stymied for a year now because right. we really haven't been getting together. We all know that. Mm -hmm. um, but now is the time. Let's start thinking about, we're going to actually start seeing people again. And I've seen all the silly little memes on Facebook about us going back out and, oh my God, it's the first time I've had pants on. How am I going to deal with people? You know? Okay. I unfortunately have not been able to work from home. I've had to go to work. So I've had to get up every morning and clothes on, but it's still the idea of the intent that every day you can put that little intention out there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something to really start thinking about. You know, we've, we've been talking in our shows about illustrations coming up and some of the gatherings that are starting to happen. Well, I'm doing a very big plug um, right now. Um, our Corellian illustration is coming up in May. They are asking for donations. Mm -hmm. So we decided you, you give them the good news. Okay, so for we always do the tradition always does an auction, a silent auction um, around lustration time. So we are going to be donating two tea time with mother and crone t shirts to the auction, um, which we're very excited about. So be on the lookout for that. I believe there's already a Facebook posting out there about it. And also you can, for the lustration, which is the weekend, uh, the first weekend of May, last weekend of April, it's there, it's open for registration as well now. So you can go on Facebook and look that up also. And we decided we're going to throw two more, two cups in there too. So look yes. for it. Um, it's going to be two t-shirts and two cups. So it's going to be up for illustration. So yes. Our wonderful cups, so sexy, aren't they? Um, but we're going to have the t-shirts, so guys, you know, the t-shirts. Um, but we are going to put them in for the auction. But I want to warn everybody, too, that there's a lot of really, really nice stuff in these auctions. Oh, yeah. Oh, and nobody gets more excited about those than me. <laughs> Ask poor Mike. I drive poor Mike crazy. Um, but if you have something you want to donate... Um, we're going to try to get that listing in our Facebook page so that you can we'll see share the post. Yeah. We'll share it. I'll find the post and I'll share it to our page. That would be wonderful. And then people can see it. So we're putting a plug out there really early. If you have, if you're doing, this is a perfect time, guys. Do your spring cleaning. Get rid of some of the, the items that we tend to collect. And you have 50 chalices and... <laughs> You know, you just need to get rid of a few of them. So spring clean yeah. your altars and yes. your witchy areas. If you got 10 copies of the same book, shoot one out to the tradition. You don't know what you might be doing for somebody. Yes. Um, I am terrible when it comes to it. I There are certain items that I fought long and hard for. Me too. Me too. I mean, I, I really fight for some of my stuff that I want on there. But um, this is a great time for you to clean out some of your stuff and donate it. It all goes to a good cause. You know, it goes to the tradition. Um, 
there's new stuff, there's used stuff, there's homemade stuff, there's stuff made initially for this. Yeah, there's always a ton of stuff. Um, and like I said, we'll definitely put up a post on our Facebook page um, because there is always a ton of good stuff. It's always a lot of fun to see what people donate and and then I'm always surprised every year and I'm like, oh, I want that. <laughs> that is the hardest thing to do is to narrow down what right. they want. I have gotten some of the most precious pieces and I, I absolutely adore everything I got. But yeah. it goes for a good cause. We have it twice a year at the illustrations. Um, actually think about doing a little jar and putting a little bit in it every week. So when it comes up to time, you know, you've got that money to send Mike because he'll be very excited. Yes. I'm sure. Um, and I really do encourage everybody, if you don't have anything to donate, to go on and look and see what's being donated because there's a lot of good stuff. And again, it is something to look forward to. We've got the one this time and then we'll have the one, I guess, towards October-ish? Yes, the the regional illustration for Compassion Lake Temple will be in October, and um, that is going to be at a campground, so that's gonna be a lot of fun, and we'll have things planned for that. We're getting, uh, I think we're getting workshops planned and things like that, so more will come about that, but we're excited about that, and I believe that'll be the weekend of the 15th, I believe. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so excited about that. But, yeah, that'll be coming up. And like we said, if you have any, like we always say, if you have any thoughts or topics that you'd like us to talk about on the show, any tea ideas, you can definitely hit us up on the Facebook page, Tea Time with Mother and Crone, or email teatimemc at gmail.com. And that's time, T-H-Y-M-E, like the herb. And also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tea Time with Mother and Crone. And we would love to have your support. And you can get all those nice little notifications every week when we have a show. <laughs> and if we go on the road a little bit more, because we're talking about it since a lot of the restrictions are being lifted everywhere, mm -hmm. um, we're going to let people know ahead of time as much as we can so that um, if anybody wants to come to the gatherings with us, they can come and who knows, we might have a cup or a t-shirt with us at a gathering. So um, yeah. keep that thought in mind because uh, we definitely get hit up with the t-shirts uh, yeah. and the cups. I mean, they, they go big. So now you're going to be able to bid on them at the auction. Um, we're real excited about being able to provide this for the auction. And like I said, when you get on, you're going to see a million other things. So again, look in our Facebook page, hit us up. Uh, if you want us to come to something that you have, let us know. We might actually be able to get there. So if you're having a gathering, shoot us the information um, ahead of time. And one of us might be able to get there. Um, we are able to do our shows because it, they're pretty portable now. We just right. take and run so we can do shows um, in different spots. But if you have something coming up, uh, just let us know. We will put it in our updates. Um, again, if you are a musician or you're out there doing your thing and you need one little publicity, um, don't be bashful. Hit us up with it because we're definitely going to like let you know what's going on. I know he's going to love me for this because I keep pulling this one up. This is a really good album. I uh, yes. just finished another one. So mm -hmm. uh, I encourage you to, to look and 
to some of the local mu musicians around. John Anastasio, if you can ever get out to see him, he has a wonderful show. Yes. Um, and he he really does. He does a lot of folk songs. So mm -hmm. for us older guys, we really enjoy that. It's been a while. It's really fun. But yeah, hit us up, let us know. And we'll look forward to next week. Now, goodness only knows where next week's going to take us. We're not going to tell because we probably don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> our shows are just like, you know, we get on and we talk and we just have a good time. But we yes. are definitely look for us towards the end of April for our special April show. Mm -hmm. And we will cover a lot of that show a little bit every week from now on till 420. And we're going to let you know what's going on. So keep in touch with us. If you have any questions or responses, please let us know in our Facebook or our email and we'll get back to you. Yeah. And if you have any questions about cannabis that you would like us to address on the show, go ahead and start messaging those now or emailing and then I'll be happy to uh, see about including those. So, okay, so another show down. Woohoo. All right. Thank you again for your support and we shall see you next week. See you all next week.